Section 22D, Substance Use or Abuse. 22.15, Tobacco-Free Force. The Air Force goal is to have a tobacco-free force. Optimal health and total fitness are force multipliers and critical to our military mission. Tobacco use includes all products that may be configured to deliver nicotine, including, but not limited to, cigars, cigarettes, electronic cigarettes, stem pipes, water pipes, hookahs, vaporizers, smokeless products, and any other nicotine delivery system defined as a tobacco product. Using tobacco products is non-conducive to promoting mission readiness and productivity and is inconsistent with the Air Force's goal of a mission-ready, healthy, and fit force. The significant costs associated with tobacco use are both physical and financial. TRICARE has estimated that tobacco use costs the Department of Defense $1.7 billion annually because of increased healthcare utilization and decreased work productivity due to smoke breaks and illnesses. No less significant is the fact that the cost of smoking a pack a day for a year is one month's base pay for an Airman Basic. 22.16 Tobacco Restrictions AFI 40-102, Tobacco-Free Living, describes designated tobacco use areas and restrictions for tobacco products on Air Force installations. Commanders and leaders shall minimize the number of designated tobacco use areas to as close to zero as possible. Installation minimum distances are at least 50 feet from building entrances, pedestrian walkways, parking lots, dining areas, outdoor patios, and athletic grounds. The minimum distance from playgrounds is at least 100 feet. The Air Force prohibits all students in technical training, accession, and graduate medical education programs from using tobacco products while in uniform and prohibits tobacco use at all times during basic military training. 22.17 Health Risks of Tobacco Use Tobacco use is the single most preventable cause of disease and death in the United States. Tobacco smoke is a Class A carcinogen and is estimated to cause 480,000 deaths per year, of which approximately 41,000 are from secondhand smoke exposure. Smokeless tobacco actually contains 28 different cancer-causing agents, carcinogens. Oral cancers from tobacco products affect 30,000 people annually, and one person dies every hour as a result of this disease. Only 50% of persons are alive at five years after diagnosis. In addition to several forms of cancer and cardiovascular disease, tobacco use affects all bodily systems. Tobacco use decreases endurance, night vision, and fine motor coordination the coordination needed to hold a weapon steady. And tobacco use increases the risk of injuries, such as fractures, poses postoperative respiratory complications, and impairs or slows wound healing. Estimates show smoking increases the risk for coronary heart disease and stroke by two to four times, and for men and women developing lung cancer by approximately 25 times. 
22.18 Tobacco Cessation Nicotine found in tobacco products is addictive. Seven out of ten smokers in the United States have indicated that they want to completely quit smoking, and nearly one-half have tried to quit in the past year. Some studies suggest that it may take some people up to 30 tries before successfully quitting smoking. Others suggest that once you've made the conscious decision to quit and you no longer consider yourself a smoker or dipper, you change your lifestyle and kick the habit regardless of temptation. Commanders are expected to support airmen trying to quit tobacco products. Installation health promotion programs provide strategies for education, motivation, and intervention to discourage tobacco use. Formal structured tobacco cessation programs designed to assist members in breaking the addiction to tobacco products are available as well. 22.19 Alcohol and Drug Abuse Prevention and Treatment Program The Alcohol and Drug Abuse Prevention and Treatment ADAPT program is designed to promote readiness, health, and wellness through the prevention and treatment of substance misuse and abuse. Participation in ADAPT may serve to minimize the negative consequences of substance misuse and abuse to the individual, family, and organization, provide comprehensive education and treatment to individuals who experience problems attributed to substance misuse or abuse, and restore function and return identified substance abusers to unrestricted duty status or assist them in their transition to civilian life. Note, to ensure military readiness, the ingestion of products containing or derived from hemp seed or hemp seed oil is prohibited. Products made with hemp seed and hemp seed oil may contain varying levels of tetrahydrocannabinol, an active ingredient in marijuana which is detectable through Air Force drug testing. Failure by military personnel to comply with the prohibition on the ingestion of products containing or products derived from hemp seed or hemp seed oil is a violation of Article 92, Uniform Code of Military Justice. 22.20 Leadership Responsibilities Signs and symptoms of substance abuse and misuse may exist. If signs do exist, talk with the individual to determine if professional assistance is needed. Document and discuss specific instances of unusual behavior or acknowledgement of a substance use problem with the supervisor, first sergeant, or unit commander to help expedite care as needed. The diagnosis of substance abuse responsibility lies with ADAPT personnel. Identifying individuals who need treatment is a critical first step in helping them break free of the tremendously potent cycle of denial, negativity, and increased substance abuse. However, entering treatment is only a first step. A member's substance use problem did not develop overnight, and treatment and recovery will likely take time. The treatment team, consisting of the commander, supervisor, member's counselor, medical consultants, other appropriate helping agencies, and the member provide continued support throughout treatment. Supervisors remain focused on the member's duty performance, attendance in the program, and maintenance of standards. 
commander, first sergeant, and supervisor involvement in the treatment team and meeting at key points in the patient's treatment and recovery are important. The commander or first sergeant and the supervisor must be involved at program entry, termination, and any time there are significant treatment difficulties. The primary objective of the treatment team is to guide the clinical course of the treatment after examining all the facts. Note, all regular Air Force members involved in alcohol-related misconduct will be referred for a substance use assessment. 22.21 Substance Use Assessment and Treatment The central purpose of the substance use assessment is to determine the patient's need for treatment and level of care required. ADAPT program managers conduct required reviews of medical records and all documentation within seven calendar days of notification to determine diagnosis, treatment planning, and delivery of substance use services. Substance use treatment is divided into two services, non-clinical and clinical. Non-clinical services. Members who do not meet diagnostic criteria for a substance use disorder will receive counseling targeted prevention and education tailored to the individual based on a thorough assessment and determination of risk. Follow-up appointments and review will be conducted to reassess the need for continued treatment. Additional counseling addressing biopsychosocial issues identified in the assessment may be prescribed. Length of involvement will be determined based on the patient's presenting problems and agreed-upon treatment or behavioral contract. Individuals being processed for separation are provided appropriate medical care, detoxification, before separation. Separation action is not postponed because of a member's participation in ADAPT. Clinical Services Those who meet the diagnostic criteria for a substance use disorder will be entered into substance use treatment with the level and intensity of care determined by the ADAPT program manager. Depending on the member's needs, variable lengths of stay or duration of treatment are provided within an array of treatment settings that reflect a multidisciplinary approach to assist the patient to achieve full recovery, free of the negative effects of substance use. To the greatest extent possible, patient detoxification will be managed on an outpatient basis. Individuals assessed as requiring medically managed inpatient detoxification will be entered into an appropriate medical facility. Family involvement is strongly encouraged. Note, individuals diagnosed with a substance use disorder will refrain from the use of alcohol during the initial phase of treatment and are strongly encouraged to continue to abstain during aftercare. Involvement in self-help recovery groups is encouraged as an adjunct to treatment. The frequency of attendance is determined by the treatment team with the patient. Successful completion. Patients will not be considered to have successfully completed treatment until they meet the Diagnostic Statistical Manual criteria for early full remission. Based on Diagnostic Statistical Manual criteria, the treatment team determines patient progress toward agreed-upon goals and issues as stated in the treatment plan and determines when the patient is effectively in recovery and no longer requires program resources. 
failing the program. The treatment team may determine failure of a patient's participation in the program based on a demonstrated pattern of unacceptable behavior, inability or unwillingness to comply with their treatment plan, or involvement in alcohol or drug-related incidents after receiving initial treatment. An individual who has failed ADAPT will be considered for administrative separation by his or her commander. Decisions regarding aftercare services will be based on a current assessment of status and will include establishment of an aftercare treatment plan identifying specific goals, interventions, and means to assess interventions. 22.22. Management of Personnel with Substance Use Disorders The commander is responsible for all personnel and administrative actions pertaining to patients involved in ADAPT to include assignment availability, promotion eligibility, reenlistment eligibility, personnel reliability program, and security clearance. Application of administrative restrictions should be based on the establishment of an unfavorable information file or control roster resulting from the member's unacceptable behavior and not solely based on their involvement in ADAPT. The Line of Duty Determination A member's substance use misconduct can lead to a line of duty determination. A line of duty determination is a finding made after an investigation into the circumstances of a member's illness, injury, disease, or death. The line of duty determination protects the interests of both the member and the U.S. government. The finding concludes, 1. Whether or not the illness, injury, or disease existed prior to service, and if an existed prior to service condition was aggravated by military service. 2. Whether or not the illness, injury, disease, or death occurred while the member was absent from duty. And 3. Whether or not the illness, injury, disease, or death was due to the member's own misconduct. A line of duty determination may impact disability retirement and severance pay, forfeiture of pay, period of enlistment, as well as veteran benefits. Additional guidance may be found in AFI 36-2910, Line of Duty Misconduct Determination. Medical Care Referrals Medical personnel must notify the unit commander and the ADAPT program manager when a member is observed, identified, or suspected as being under the influence of drugs or alcohol while seeking medical care, receives treatment for an injury or illness that may be the result of substance use or misuse, is suspected of abusing substances, or is admitted as a patient for alcohol or drug detoxification.